some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. It's the Process Podcast, episode 70. Seven zero. Seven zero. Officially 30 away from 100, 10 away from episode 80 with Catherine Chong. Are you excited? I am very excited to talk very to her. excited. Dude, big. I'm still like very nostalgic. Yeah. Still feeling very nostalgic after uh, the episode with Campbell. Mm. It's, I only ever hung out with Campbell like, literally twice for two days in the entire time that I was there. Right. But uh, he's a great guy. Still bringing you back to to the to your homeland. To, to my homeland, yeah. I think you're natural. I think you were born for that. I think that's. I th- I think I was. It's I felt, your true. I homeland. feel so. I felt so at home there. You know when people like say it, that it they go traveling right. somewhere for a while and then they get there and they're like, do you know why? It just feels like this is it. Like this is home. This, this is, is where, where I, should I be. need to be. I hope. Yeah. I hope when I go to like, not if when I go to like Denmark or Germany or Tokyo or something, I go like, ah. Oh, here we go. I'm, We're good. I have arrived. I have arrived. I'm here. Hopefully. No, it's totally, that's exactly how I felt. Um, Like the entire time. Yeah. No place, there was no place that I went where I was like, oh, I don't really like it here. Right. The entire, the entire place was amazing. Um, Big things though have happened since then and yesterday. We actually, we have an email that has arrived at right. hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Right. Um, We got it on, when did it come in? Thursday, Friday, 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 December 11th from, and I love, I absolutely love the, um, what's it called? The subject line. It says I did a cool thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm all in already. (laughs) Um, and we actually know this person. His name is Steven Bukawi, Bukawi. I'll let you try and pronounce the last name. Yeah. I'm not going to attempt it. Bukawi, Steven. Stephen B. Stephen B. <laughs> I'm like this for now. Just forget the last name. He goes, "Sup guys, it's Stephen Bukawi." As if we know how to pronounce his last name. Yeah. Thought you guys might be interested to know that after. So, context: Stephen is a year below us. Stephen's in his fourth year of industrial design school now, and when I was in fourth year in the BRP project, Stephen was one of the third years that was selected to be in that project as well. Um, so that's how we, we knew each other. And I'm pretty sure he actually lives in Newmarket, like right above me. Oh shit. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he lives very close. Um, he goes, sup guys, it's Steven thought you guys might be interested to know that after BRP ended referring to last two, two years ago now, or a year and a half year ago, uh, after BRP ended and I started my first official semester in the automotive stream, I was dropped right into another design competition. It was a national design competition called Project Arrow, run by the APMA. And since we're all about facts and being intelligent on this show, we have no idea what that means. Mm, Me and the auto yeah. guys started it in February. And in June, I was chosen as one of the top three finalists in Canada. And I worked on it throughout the summer until September 2nd, where I presented my final design to Autodesk, who was also helping with the competition. I didn't win, unfortunately, but since you guys are both interested in automotive design, I thought it would be cool to share. I've included the Project Arrow section of my portfolio, which which explains the competition and the process, as well as the banner I made for the final submission. Please excuse the graphic work in the portfolio. It hasn't changed much over the years, 
and it is due for a large overhaul. I don't think you can say, please excuse the graphic work in the portfolio. It hasn't changed much over the years if you submitted the project in September. It's been four months. Yeah. But I, I get what he's saying. Yeah. I get what he's saying. That's fine. Um, he goes, your podcast has been excellent to listen to while working on the clay car. Keep killing it, guys. And then he attached his um, the portfolio for Project Arrow as well as the banner design that he did. Rad so, email. Rad oh, email. Dude, loved, super cool to get Love to hear it. And I also, I also like to see that it's someone that we know actively going out and, and doing something cool and yeah, because I guess I guess it was a mandatory project that they had to do, but to the fact that he was able to get in the top three finalists in all of Canada out yeah. of every, everybody who was submitted, that's a pretty big deal. Exactly, that's pretty. It's that's a huge an awesome, deal. good, really, really big achievement. So props to you, Stephen, for that. Hell yeah. And we read that email. And we're like, okay, like that's cool. How can we, as we're not professionals at all like we're professionals in the sense that we get paid but yeah the experience is vastly not minimal there. vastly exactly. minimal so so i guess the question is how can we encourage more of what steven has done and also celebrate that so we thought let's get steven on the show so we're gonna get steven on the show next monday is it monday the 21st yeah, yes. Monday the twenty first. Stephen will. Uh, yes. Stephen will be on the Process Podcast, and we'll have a chat to him. And I'm super stoked because, like, I don't know anything about this project. <coughs> I don't know anything about his development since, like, when we were in BRP together. It was. I'll be the first person to say it with that. With all due respect, that his his sketching ability wasn't super strong. You know, it was probably where it should be for a third year level but when you're presenting to someone like brp it's their ex they're just they're expecting a higher level of fidelity because that's the type of company that they are is they're right. a design and innovation company um and that's not a bad thing towards steven but i think maybe maybe that was a learning experience for him who knows and then uh possibly I mean, we'll get a chance to talk to him about it which i'm i'm pretty stoked about yeah it'd be cool cool to hear but yeah i love it and we checked out his stuff too, and the stuff looks ridiculous. It's impressive, very impressive. Really, really. I'm like I can't do that. Right. I can barely draw a car, to be totally honest. <laughs> you can draw it's, a car. It's, I can't. I can now. You're you're getting a I lot better now. at it for sure. I can't. Yeah, I've uh, I've been practicing a little bit. I did a lot of sketching over the weekend, actually. Like yeah. Sunday was basically a full day of sketching. Nice. Pretty pretty minimal social media, just podcasts, YouTube. Little bit of music, lots of coffee. Just I'd get up like every two hours and have a coffee. Right. Not even because I was feeling tired. It's just it's a habit. Get up and I'm like, oh, you're addicted. Yeah, I'm very addicted. Caffeine addiction. I I won't. I'll be the first person to admit I'm extremely addicted to (laughs) to caffeine. Like hands down. At least I can't admit it. I've thought about like, what if I were to do a like a month off coffee? Or even a week off coffee to see if I could do it, and I'm literally gonna take a sip of my coffee right now. Just yeah. Do you think though, if you went like straight cold turkey, you'd like freak out and you're? I'd be the most miserable fucking human being <laughs> ever for the first three days. Yeah, if you just cold, you'd you have to like reduce you'd... it. You couldn't just be like no yeah. coffee starting tomorrow for a month. No coffee. You'd be shaking. You'd be angry. 
Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off. Maybe it's, it's goes from like seven cups a day to five for a few days, and then down to three for a few days, then down to two for a few days, <laughs> then one. Or if just I can do tea. one cup of. Yeah, but it yeah, doesn't taste the same as coffee. No, it tastes better actually. But yeah, mm, that's debatable. <laughs> that's debatable. Do you want me to get your purse for you, Zach? That's. <laughs> wow, you just insulted yeah, my whole nation. Purse. Yeah, I did. What Damn. are you gonna do about it? Monster. Nothing. Got, got us through the war. Which war? Yeah, All of the, them. They're on the other side of the pond. What's gonna happen? Um, I thought I was gonna say. What are they gonna oh. do? Throw a throw a crumpet at me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Throw throw their tea bags in my face. Yeah. <laughs> They'll literally tea bag you. I'm gonna um, shoot them with coffee beans. We need. That's another sweater idea. We need oh, black and then tea. a little like kind of simple graphic, like you have a coffee in a mug mm. and then i have a tea and it would look pretty much the same except i have a little tea bag hanging out yeah and then you've got i don't know I it's don't like know. team coffee versus team tea <clears throat> yeah team tea team photoshop oh versus team coffee team illustrator you know what we should do what's that is we should do a poll on instagram on instagram stories <laughs> for those do a poll for we'll do team coffee versus team tea and then team illustrator versus team photoshop mm. just to ju- I, I would be curious just to see what our demographic uses you could say it's market it's user research you know i would guess i would coffee. guess coffee and photoshop yeah well I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to say tea. I'm going to say tea and Photoshop only because when Maho gave us a shout out the other day, there was a there was an influx of people from from her following mm-hmm. that followed us. And I feel like most of them would be tea drinkers for some reason. Interesting. Interesting. That's just the vibe I get. I mean, interesting. I mean, I don't think ah, does Maho drink coffee? Did she say? I can't remember. I feel like she's more of a tea person. I think so too. It just seems more peaceful. Yeah. And I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. That's if Coffee you have just... like one of those teas though, and like you just leave it and you leave like the bag in because people are crazy over here. And then it's like, it's literally cutting a branch off of a tree and putting it in hot water. That's <laughs> yeah. literally what That's... it is. But like, you know, you have those teas. I'm talking, when I say tea, I mean the proper, proper English tea. I'm talking like mm. either orange pico or breakfast tea, which is like the same shit, or the king, the king, Earl Grey. Earl Grey. And you do it the English way, where you you tea bag in, put your your hot water in, you leave it for you know. I I usually try and hit five minutes. If you're going back past that, you're gonna get a really strong Earl Grey, and I respect that. I try to is hit it, that. Is five that a minute. bad thing to have a strong Earl Grey? No, no, no. Sometimes I go a little bit longer if I'm feeling a real powerful dose. You know what else is really know? good? This hot coffee that I'm drinking right now. <laughs> no. And then you leave it in for around that time. Then you take the tea bag <laughs> out. You don't leave it in like people over in North America do. You take it out. I used to do that. And then you put some milk in there and some sugar. English way, proper. Mm. Gets you through anything. I can't say I inherently agree. Wow. But I also don't disagree because I've had... To, oh, he just completely walked away from the Sorry, I had to uh, quickly grab 
because it was rallying around my head sorry to interrupt you when we said when i said vastly minimal and i have to write that down in sticky note oh, for, a, for a graphic i just pictured kind of a it's live brainstorm cool. like one of those like you know a foggy forest picture mm. or like a single tree in a landscape or something and then you just put mm. vastly minimal because it's a oh, big like space that. it's vast but, but it's, it's minimal but it's empty yeah interesting right it's kind of an oxymoron itself like vast exactly implies there's big small a large amount of something and minimal is pretty much the opposite of that that's pretty interesting when did when did that come up like five when did we ago. mention vast oh, um what were we talking about to bring it up though i, I don't remember <clears throat> it's been like five minutes that's i already forgot um can't remember at all. Hmm. What did we say? Something you say vastly minimal. I don't know. See, this but... is this is when it would help to have transcripts of each different episode, and then go back through them all. That's why we say, need a Jamie. Yeah. Yo, Jamie, Jamie, pull it up. What did we just say we, three and a half minutes ago? Can't afford to pay, young Jamie. No. Fortunately. Do you think? Do you think it would be worth? looking i mean this this is where i see the problem arising with bringing in say a third person to help with like production and stuff is that they then have to operate around our schedule and yeah. we're pretty good in just being synchronous and saying you want to do it at this such and such time and you say yeah or yeah. i'm going to do it or i'm going to all be on just after this like i'm eating dinner yeah it's easy because it's just the two of us and we've like in living together for the last two years, we've, I think we've just developed like a way of working around each other in a productive way. Yeah. And then as soon as you bring like a third person into the mix, it's yeah, like it's three schedules. It's yeah. You got to worry about three schedules. Yeah. And like, we thought about it. Like, what if we got like, say like one of our friends from school, like for the sake of example, just cause he's, he knows his tech, like say Nick came on and Nick was involved in producing each episode and getting a transcript up and doing all this, this, and that. That would be great, but then it kind of takes the control away from us. I'm going to sneeze. Say it. Bless you. Say it. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Magic Man, words. You're good. Man, you're I'm good. good. I don't know what it is. Oh. I don't know either. <clears throat> but like, even, even if we got Nick to help us out with some stuff, I still like the control of like putting the episode together and like yeah. downloading all our files and I I like the fact that we can we can do it as a as as a pair and obviously if this gets any bigger then we'll probably have to speak to someone else about helping out but I think for where it's at now it's it's very practical it's very that doable. we worry about it ourselves but also it gives us like it's less stress for us cuz we don't have to worry about taking time away from somebody else too you that know? as well yeah that as well like it would be two hours of this other person's life if we record for an hour then there's an hour of post-production that has to go into it so yeah and i wouldn't want to be taking away time from someone else having time with their family like that wouldn't be it wouldn't be ideal i'd feel i'd feel bad yeah kind of yeah and we also wouldn't be able to pay them because that'd be the thing it'd be different if it was paid because we don't make like, any money yeah we're they're using up two hours of their time but they begin paid for it so it's like if they're on to if they're okay with it then it's worth it but 
yeah if they, if yeah. we weren't paying anyone it would be like i then it would feel really bad <laughs> yeah and i feel like between the two of us like with me putting the audio together and you getting the graphics set up for each episode speaking of which i still love the epi- the graphics from friday's episode with the pantone mm, colors pantone I think that's going to be something no one expects. The ultimate gray and the, the ultimate illumination gray and illumination. yellow. Yeah. Beautiful. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You, you killed that graphic, by the way. It Thank looks very you. nice. Very it's proud very, It's funny, weird how it came out. Like, it looks yeah. like you've got, like, a plastic sheet over it, and you're looking through it. Like, it's really, like, faded yeah. and washed out. Very old and faded. Yeah. It's cool, though. Um, yeah. I love it, though, personally. I think that's... And we talked about it kind of after the show Friday too. And it's popping back into my head now, like of each time and we, we totally should have done this for Halloween, but completely missed it. Yeah. Um, that we have the luxury of having fairly simple graphics mm-hmm. in terms of how we portray the brand of the process being red, yellow, and then white. Um, and then I think you brought it up. You're like, what if we change the colors? In in a similar way to how Pantone like forecasts, like looks ahead and looks back on the year to determine the color of the year, like what if we use that around like the immediate timeline of when an episode is coming out? Like say if it's around Christmas, you change up the colors to reflect the Christmas season. Like on Christmas yeah. Eve and Christmas Day, it could be red and green. Yeah. On New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, it could be like a glitzy gold and silver, just to be cool. On Valentine's Day, it could be shades of pink and red. St. Mm-hmm. Patty's Day could be green, like shamrock green. It's like, you know what? That's a genius idea. Be kind of, well, the graphics, like we're lucky with the graphics where it's just a background color. It's essentially three colors, right? It's a background color. Yeah. It's the main text and graphics color. And then there's the accent color. Yeah. So What's as our long, accent color? Is that red? The red. Yeah. Right, like, because I tried to, I tried to be a little profesh with the whole graphics and did the sixty thirty ten rule. Very profesh. So, like, with ours, the sixty would pretty much be the white, because the whole yeah. background is the white, and then the 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 um the thirty would be the black, and then the ten would be the red, essentially. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. That's kind of how like the usage works for the color palette. Um. But we're lucky with that, whereas you just pick a background color and then the the second color, the secondary, as long as it stands, like as long as it's not the same as the background color, yeah, it will stand out. It's true. You know, I mean, yeah, if you go like a black background with like a real dark gray, it won't stand out a whole lot. But yeah, there's obviously but if you're as doing long that, as the point is not to stand out. It's... Yeah to be very subtle yeah like as long as you you have two colors that work well together um mm-hmm. the primary secondary colors they, they work fine and then you just have to choose the accent color right and it works it's so true. we're pretty lucky where we can just it's not like a graphic that only works with three colors or something right That's we, true, we yeah. can we can interchange the colors and like like i said as long as like the colors work well together it'll work right that's because you're an absolute genius with graphic design, Zach. I'll try to keep it simple. You, you, I tried you, created, to, you created an icon. I tried to follow the rules a bit of graphic Where design. Where does the 60-30-10 rule come from? I, I got that from one of the future videos. Yeah. Um, what does it mean? You want to break that down? Yeah. like I don't I, think we've ever spoken about it before. I don't think so. It's like 
in the um and keep in mind i'm not a graphic design expert at all my 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 current full disclosure adventure going through doing poster design is me exploring and learning more and more about graphic design but one of the future videos one of the guys from it doing like a color palette video and he was showing like how he was going over one of their websites and like redoing the the colors to make Mm -hmm. it pop a little bit more and he was talking about you know coming up with color palettes but also you know choosing how to use those colors in the color palette right like if you have a color palette like of us where it's three colors you know you you don't want to just go and use all three of them equal well maybe you do in some maybe but for us like trying to follow the rule of hierarchy as well like the whole point with the accent color Mm -hmm. all right but 6310 rule basically like if you if you broke it down like if you look on the artwork right below the p in the process there's that little like little rectangles yeah and that's kind of little, the breakdown of the 60 30 10 i mean i messed around with it a bit uh, just to add with the graphics a little bit but yeah but essentially it's based off of that that mm. rule and it's the u the use of color <coughs> and right. so it was like you know if you think of like a website or something and you have your background color that's like probably your your 60 let's say yeah right like with ours where it's white in our case because it covers like the whole background it's essentially the color that appears the most it's the most makes sense that's why it's allocated 60 percent of yeah 60 percent of the total color usage and then our 30 would be the black because it's the next use it's the secondary color right and then the the 10 which is which is designated for an accent color would be our red because it's used mm. just as an accent color to pop to get some attention to add some hierarchy right because now even though technically white is used the most mm-hmm. personally when i look at it, i look at the red in the process first the word yeah. because it stands you, out right that's so the, much contrast even though white even though the red is used nowhere near as much as the white the red still stands out the most because of hierarchy and contrast and all that right it's almost like um, you don't notice the white no way even though it's the most used color on there it gives your eye like room to rest i remember odin saying that a lot like white space gives your eyes like time to breathe effectively to use that bizarre analogy exactly and like when i watched the video um which is super cool when i learned i was like oh my god this is really cool he was breaking down like redoing a website and he had this graphic in like photoshop or something and you see like four quadrants right like four squares yeah. they broke the page down into and it was like all right we, we have our this is our color palette and it was like um a gray a black a white i think it was the black and white were like the primaries then there was like a gray and then there was like a blue and like a pink right hmm. interesting and there's like he's like for example we're just gonna use these colors and he broke it down and he's like follow the 60 30 10 rule so they said for each of these, these are basically him coming up with four different ideas for a color layout on like a homepage. So he starts with the 60s, like, oh. all right, pick your background color. Out of these colors, what do you can use as background color? So you say, hey, why don't we choose the white, the black, the gray, and then we'll do one with the blue because doing pink might be a little too strong. Or if you know you yeah. want to save the pink as an accent, you leave that, push that to the side for a bit. So it's oh. black, white, gray, and the blue, right? And then, so that's your 60 
done. Then you go right. to like your 30 and you're like, okay, so the main text, you know, the main little icons, the, the secondary type stuff on the, on the, in the layout. Now pick your secondary color. And so like on the, on the white, he did like black and on the black, he did white. Mm. And on the gray, I think he chose black because it showed up a little more than the white. Cause it was like a light gray. Right. Um, and on the blue, I think he went with white or something. Um, basically you're just playing around with you know, what gives good contrast, but isn't maybe too hard on the eyes or it's hard to read. Too intense, yeah. You don't want to put like, you know, sometimes like light blue text on a white background is a little hard to read, right? Stuff like yeah. that. And then you go through those passes and you are right, a accent color, you're 10% color and you put the pink in, but it's like, but it was a good way of like playing around with, you know, what on in the layout gets what color, but you mm -hmm. follow that rule ultimately where it's like, all right, all you, if, if, if you have an accent color, you don't want to use it more than like 10% of the time because the then time. it doesn't become an accent color. No. Right. And if it's and if it's your sixty percent and like it doesn't like in our case it's only three colors so like it's like you know sixty is the white thirty is the black ten is the is the red but mm. he was using like four or five colors five colors Whoa. and it was like you know depending on how many colors you have you know the sixty will be broken down into you know how many colors are the sixty uh, whatever right true. it depends on how much you're yeah. using mm -hmm. it works best I think when you have less colors which i think is the whole minimal design aesthetic anyways using yeah less yeah. colors but it was a really cool thing to like learn because i was like when you look at websites that are really successful and really interesting you notice that because again mm. it's like okay 60 is going to be probably your background color right it's the yeah. stuff that's there the most but like you know so you allocate like a white or whatever in your color palette and then your secondary you're picking okay i'm going to use this it's going to use quite a bit but not as much as the background mm. but then out of the color palette you got to make pick a color that works well on the background right you know yeah. like like <coughs> like with our pantone edition yeah. Yeah. artwork um you know we did it, it was just because it was fun and whatever but if yeah. and we didn't have to print it or something but maybe if it was a website with very small text or um, it was getting printed with a poster with small text or small icons or whatever. It would work better if the background was black because 100%. the yellow and the gray would pop more, right? Very so true. it's it, it's playing around with the, the colors in your color palette to see, okay, what secondary, what colors would work best as a secondary yeah, based on this primary, on the background color. And then you go around with your accent color, right? But it was a cool little thing I learned because I was like, man, that is really really interesting neat. but it's but it's it's powerful because like i said when you see successful graphic design like it you can see that happening because you can see the hierarchy you can see okay like you know this is obviously the accent color or you know this is definitely yeah. the the background color kind of thing yeah but that I was just Catherine, a little rule for it Catherine told me this like a pretty similar thing when i was doing my thesis and i was laying out all the, the colors for the different components um, when I was rendering and when I was preparing for paint. And I originally had probably like six or seven colors and it was just so much. And it wasn't wasn't suiting anything. And she's like, you need to like chill these colors out a lot because there's a lot going on. Yeah. And eventually toned it down to 
two different shades of gray as the 60% navy as the 30% like a nice satin navy color um, for the legs and some just highlighting some areas and then the orange ended up being the accent color and that yeah. was used 10 like 10% of the time and that too was a valuable lesson that I didn't expect to learn through the thesis project but I was like yeah it uh yeah looked back on the original renders and then the new renders once I like revamped the color palette I was like oh man that's like 10 times better yeah and like than it was before and I it's think crazy like, that it actually makes a difference yeah like I feel like you don't have to use it all the time depends on what you're doing right like when I think of like the mood poster I did the other day that's mm-hmm. only got two color well like the background is a lot of different shades of blue yeah. um but then but the other blue, that, blue it, itself is the overarching color right yeah and then the reddish color like it's only kind of those two main things so like that would be you know it wouldn't really fall into that rule but that rule i feel like is it's really useful when you're doing like you know like a like a poster that with graphics or like an artwork with us or a website the website's the big thing mm-hmm. like or, or even a logo you know oh yeah true stuff like that i'll I'll send you the video after yeah that would be it's, good because it's um it's a good watch there's that one and there was another one of him coming up with how to create color palettes oh i remember you told me about that, that one, one i watched it that one kind of blew my mind to be honest as yeah. well but i think back on the 60 30 10 rule it's i think i did it without realizing it when i did the daily talk show logo because the background on that is black 60 percent of that and then roughly 30 percent is white and then there's the blue graphic like rectangle with an angled side type thing that i did and that was just like all random like no no real thinking behind it like there was thinking behind it like your the talk was the emphasis because it was this whole thing that was like talking on a daily basis um so emphasizing that as opposed to the daily show it was the daily talk show and that was kind of the distinguishing factor so i said we'll throw the color on the differentiating element right and that uh, that is like the 10 percent thing yeah it says black is the 60 percent, white is the 30 10 is the blue and looking back on it now um i i identify that now was not definitely not in my head when i was when i was in the moment and i was doing it but i think that's maybe an example of like accidental success yeah in graphic design like yeah and it just works out yeah and that's the thing too is like when you're doing it like you're not gonna be like oh i think maybe maybe the accent color is actually 12 percent, not 10 it's like it's yeah. rough right it's a visual like especially if you know if you're a designer or you you know have that kind of designer eye you, you can look at it and tell if that's like i'm using yeah. the accent color a little too much or whatever right hmm. but what's helped me too is like doing those little like blocks in because he did that in that video where it was like say yeah. like you're on like illustrator or something or photoshop and you have like a a rectangle it's like a thousand pixels wide right or long yeah, yeah, or whatever say. Right. then you put a colored block that's 600 pixels yeah math. and then you put the 300 and then you put the 100 right uh, and that will give you a visual rough visual size of like okay if the if the white is that big and then the black is that big and then the red is that small it's like okay i can roughly i gotta use it compared to how much 
how big this block is. I got to use this color only about mm. this much kind of thing. True. And it's rough, is, right? Is, like, is that what you did for the, for the graphic? Yeah. On, and then that's why the I was like, it'd be cool to have a little graphic. And I looked at the, all that like breakdown of the blocks. and I was like, huh, maybe I could just use that Perfect. as a graphic. Perfect. Yeah. I think it was a good call. I think you made a good choice. Thank I'm going to go into uh, I'm going to wrap this one up a little early. Feeling yeah. a little tired. Even right. though I've had coffee. I'm you're a little four, bit exhausted. Coffees. Yeah. And if you're feeling tired, one thing that you should do before you go to sleep is send an email to hi.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com. Maybe you're pulling an all-nighter in preparation to finish off the semester. You know, it's the, uh, I think Friday is the last week of classes for yes. kids at Humber. Finals finishing up week. the clay project. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a fun week, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So much joy. But, uh, Hey, that's, that's not the end of the world. You're in school. You're learning something. You're doing something fun. What's the, uh, what's Instagram, Zach? What's that called? What the we call process it? underscore underscore podcast. Mm, I love out. how you say that. Hell so yeah. good. Like I'd let you say that to me all day. Mm. Just in my ear. You have to the like record it and then you can have that as like my, as the, like a ringtone or, <laughs> or like a note. Can you make it like a notification sound for when I like message you or something? It just makes that probably underscore. Yeah. just not the whole thing just underscore underscore it's zach underscore underscore what's <laughs> that'd be funny that'd be hilarious i'm gonna piss you off eventually though yeah eventually ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the process podcast give us a follow on instagram uh share and tag us up in a screen grab posted on your instagram stories and uh we really appreciate that and we appreciate any emails any feedback any dms you want to yep. slide into our DMs, it's a, that's an open invite. We'll Hell be yeah. there. Thank you so much, and we will catch you in the next one. See you later. Peace.